2: dark helmet. It's another great day for wellness and this is Bones bringing the packs of F3 Nation the latest strategies and tips to accelerate their king and optimize their queen. Health is a journey and requires you to take a proactive approach on a daily basis. Knowing exactly what to do and how to do it will help you achieve it faster. Each week we are going to be interviewing the leading health and wellness experts, sharing inspiring stories from the packs and diving into the latest research to help you optimize your health. So get ready as we embark on your hunt for wellness.
1: Scratch and win here, Executive Director for F3 Foundation, reminding all the PACs that the Accelerate Campaign is going on now through November 30. The Accelerate campaign represents an opportunity for the PACs to give back to something that's given us so much. And when you give to Accelerate, you're helping to expand F3 Nation, and we're making grants all across the country to projects that are led by the PACs and are achieving local charitable impact. So if f 3s meant something to you, if it's changed your life like it's changed mine, I invite you to give today. To make your investment, you can visit f3foundation.org or just text the word ACCELERATE to the number 44321 and help us give this gift away to the next man. Remember, there's a good chance your company will match your donation and we've made that process really easy. The F3 region that has the most donors will receive this year's custom Accelerate shovel flag. Thank you for giving and helping to accelerate F3 Nation's mission and impact through generosity. Now, enjoy your podcast, and we'll see you in the gloom. All right. Well, welcome back to another edition
2: of the Hunt for Wellness podcast. This is Dr. Tunis Hunt, otherwise known as Bones in the Gloom. And Pax, super excited about today, today's guest, and you know, what this weekend represents. This is Thanksgiving weekend. It is an opportunity for all of us to sit back and relax and uh, think about what we're grateful for and some of the things that we just absolutely love about our lives, um, about our families, and this thing that we get to celebrate, which is F3. I'm super grateful for it. Um, The impact it's had on my life and the friends and the people that I got to meet or get to meet on a continuous basis through this organization and the man i'm becoming as a result of these relationships and today's guest is certainly one of those men in my lives that i've had the privilege of being proximate to uh when it comes to f3 i get a chance to talk to guys across the country and although they have an impact on my life from a distance. It's those guys in the gloom, the guys that we get to see on a regular basis that really has that opportunity to speak into our lives. And I've had the fortunate opportunity that this man has been around um, really the whole time. I've been posting and has had a significant impact on my life. And of course, I'm speaking of none other than our great president, uh Frank Schwartz, otherwise known as Dark Helmet in the Gloom. Welcome to the show, brother.
0: Thank you, my friend. Thank you. I, you know, it's funny as you were kind of talking there, first of all, uh, I'm, I'm touched that you would say that I've had impact on your life, hopefully for the positive. Um, but <laughs> I know I have a lot of impact on, guys. uh, yeah. sometimes it's not as positive, but, uh, you know, it occurred to me like, yeah, uh, absolutely. The podcast, your podcast has been amazing and I love it. Um, and, uh, and I love how it kind of just sort of blossomed out of this you know like yeah you were just calling into the cot one time and you know then it was like that guy's really great we should have him do it oh we should put music behind it you know what it should be his own podcast you know um so all that's been really cool but uh what pax may not know is i mean we've known each other for long before uh that and we've run several uh, of these idiot um you know relay races and all kinds of stuff together and so uh it's been a it's been a lot of fun uh, being your friend for a few years here buddy
2: yeah, well, like I said, um, you're one of those guys that uh, certainly uh, represents in the gloom. You, you, you practice what you preach and um, always have something to say. Keep the conversation going. <laughs> and it's always <laughs> fun to post with you, brother. So uh, I I, I'm, gl- I'm glad you're out there and you're still rocking and rolling. So speaking of uh, F3 yes. and getting out in the gloom, yes. uh, back us up a little bit, kind of introduce us to your origin story of F3, how you learned about it. Uh, who brought you out and why you got the name Dark Helmet?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you the the sort of the, the shortened version. The short version is uh, I went to my doctor uh, about I guess, gosh, no, probably I guess probably ten years ago now, uh, or thereabouts uh, for my annual physical, and she had been bugging me for years about you know well, a little exercise wouldn't hurt you. A little exercise probably wouldn't be a bad idea. And uh, and as it turns out, I was just getting fatter and fatter and uh and you know whatever right but the this time when i went in she was like look you've got high blood pressure uh you've got high cholesterol uh you're we just you know just put you on a CPAP machine because you got sleep apnea and she said basically if you don't start getting serious about this and lose some weight you're you're just a stroke waiting to happen and i was like uh well that doesn't sound very good (laughs) so she was like look the next time you come in here I'm going to put you on a bunch of statin drugs, much stuff like that, because we got to do something about this cholesterol and this blood pressure. I was like, okay, I guess I better get serious. So that was, uh, I usually go to my, um, you know, I have my annual physical in the summer. Uh, it's just the way it's always worked out. Um, and, uh, so that fall, I started going to the gym and, uh, joined the Y had a buddy who was like, I'll go with you and he was good for about a week and a half, two weeks. (laughs) And then he just bailed. But I was determined to try and do something. Right. And so I would, you know, I'd go to the Y and I'd walk on my little treadmill and, you know, jog a little bit or something for like a whole mile, (sighs) you know, oh man, really putting in the work, you know, (laughs) then I'd go to one of those machines that I didn't really know what it did. And I'd push it around a little bit or something and lift a few weights. And, and of course, you know, if you do anything when you've been doing nothing, uh, then you lose a little weight and you feel a little better about life. Well, Then I kept hearing about this F3 thing and I was like, I don't understand what it is. And, and this one time a guy that I, I worked with um, he uh, he lost some weight and stuff. And I was like, man, you're looking pretty good. What are you doing? And he was like, well, I do this F3 thing. And I was like, for crying out loud. I mean, what, you know, enough with the F3 already. And I was like, all right, well explain it to me. And he described what he did that morning uh, in the workout. And I was like, Oh, well, I'm not doing that. So that's like, enjoy your little F3, but there's no way that sounds very hard. So I kept going to the gym and, and then I, you know, kept hearing about it, kept hearing about it. I was like, fine. So finally I just showed up on Saturday and, um, uh, you know, I'm just joined the guys at the, they in Fort mill at Walter for park. And they, uh, worked me out pretty good. I thought I was going to die. Um, as is the case with a lot of guys when they show up the first time. Uh, and then really it was the COT got me hooked. Uh, that's, that's what got me hooked. I got my idiot name, uh, a a mutual friend of ours, Jekyll, uh, who, you know, well, uh, he, uh, I said, you know, Frank Schwartz and I didn't say anything else. They were like Schwartz. Right. So it instantly went into space balls and then, you know, devolved into, well, who was the bad guy in that? Oh yeah. Dark helmet. That's the guy. So I'm grateful. It was that I suppose I could have been like, uh, princess Vespa or, uh, barf or something like that. If you're familiar with the movie. So, you know, I'll take dark helmet. It wasn't bad. Um, it turns out it's actually a decent, uh, decent F3 name as, as F3 names go. So that was, that was how it all started. And then just sort of, you know, out of a born of a desire to not be fat. Um, I just found myself in certain places and, and once my brain became a little unlocked, I started leaning into, uh, getting work done, man. And, uh, and have been blessed to be asked to do a lot of cool things, uh, to serve the men of the F3 nation. So that's, yeah. that's where we are.
2: Well, we're certainly uh, appreciative of that leadership and and the work you do put into it, because I know that you've had a few roles leading up to the presidency of of what you currently sit in. But, uh, you know, when you're describing your story, it just it made me chuckle a little bit about, you know, how when we go to a gym setting um, without accountability, without somebody else showing us, maybe the ropes of what we should do, what we consider hard or what we consider our limits are <laughs> in comparison to when we actually get pushed. And I can relate right. a little bit to that. Just, um, you know, obviously I, I, I treat all all shapes and sizes of people in my clinic and, and you have sure. those that are, are into fitness and those that aren't, but it's amazing how many people come in and they declare that they exercise and they declare that they're working out. And just through conversation, you kind of you know, I I I ask, you know, no, oh yeah, I've been running. Oh great. Yeah, what do what are you up to? Yeah, man, I put a mile in a day. You know, I'm just like, Really? A mile? That's like warm-up three <laughs> workouts. But it, it's yeah. just amazing.
0: We wouldn't even qualify that as a pre-run, right? That's
2: nothing. Right. It's it's just amazing kind of the perception of what people have when it comes to physical fitness and, and what's necessary to, to get the work in. And so you just kind of speak to the the magic of F3 and the brotherhood and the opportunity to push ourselves a little bit further out of our comfort zones, because that's when we grow, that's when we get better, that's when we accelerate. So I'm glad that that yeah. you... Recognized that very early (laughs) on and and accelerated with it and yeah dark helmet's a great name i think it's one of those iconic uh names that unless you know somebody's another schwartz out there and at this stage you have to be living under the rock not to at least acknowledge who you are or know who you are in the organization so i doubt there's probably a lot of guys under a rock
0: but who knows i don't know that there's a second one i've not heard of any of these
2: yes i I hear you And, and if they're under the rock i guess it doesn't matter but uh yeah. So um, glad, glad you're part of our organization. Glad that you're here locally in our leadership, but uh, and and served us here regionally, but certainly as the nation. And I, I mean, if you want to take two seconds, just kind of help everyone explain what the presidency role is of F three and and kind of what you do for the nation um, behind the scenes.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, you know as it turns out this is apparently uh my lot in life and what happens a lot of times i just show up at a place and usually if there's not something built there but they know a thing needs to get done then it just sort of gets handed and i didn't realize this until you know until now right until you know the last few years working at this presidency deal because what had happened was like it happened in uh it happened in college. Some it happened. Uh, and then, you know, obviously I, I started my own uh, business um, and, you know, there was obviously there was nothing there. So building something from nothing apparently is something that I'm, I'm skilled at. So <clears throat> when the time came and uh, at the time it was, uh you know, I was, I was helping C-SPAN who we all know and love from the round table podcast. He used to be our nan here in, in uh, Fort Mill. And I was helping C-SPAN with some stuff. He was like, Hey man, uh, I could use your help with, and he was doing something at the nation level. I think he was the, Serve queue because it used to be they just had a queue of plant, a queue of grow, and a queue of serve. That was it. Like that was the, it was the, the entirety almost of the nation leadership was like you know these three roles. um So he was serving, and uh, he said, "I you know I need help uh with this mustard seed deal." And so he you know drug me in, and I started doing some help there. And then pretty soon, uh I think it was OBT noticed, and it was like this guy's doing some stuff over here, and we could really use some help in in uh, what, what they were at the time they were going, we're going to call this, you know, the, the queue of grow. Right. So I said, okay, well, yeah, that sounds good. What are you, what are you guys doing? And they were like, yeah, we're not doing anything. And I was like, no, no, no. I mean, you have a function, right. The queue of grow. Like that's a thing. You have a thing. Yes. And you have a guy serving that function now. Yes. Okay. And what's he doing? Nothing. No, come on, man. Like you can't, you can't tell me nothing. And it's like, no, literally like really, nothing's happening. He doesn't know what to do. And we don't know what to do. We just know it needs to be done, but we're not really sure how to get from a to B. And I was like, well, I'm not very operational, but I can figure some stuff out. So I just started flying all over the country uh, stupidly on my own dime. Um, thank you, Crotch Rocket. Eventually, he was like, uh, you really should be re- <laughs> getting reimbursed for this. Like, we, we'd rather pay you back. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. So uh, proof of the fact that I'm not all that bright. But um, So I started flying around and, and, uh, and then you know, got bumped into dread. And, and eventually, he was like, you know what we need is a culture and communications that's what we really need and so I was like okay well uh, what would that person do he's like well he'd do culture and communications well that's super helpful right so you know (laughs) you don't don't know what's going on there so you jump in and and I started figuring that out and then pretty soon when when it came time to to change up the structure of the nation and make it a little more formal make it a little more I I know guys don't like the word corporate but you know and I don't like it either but when, when you start looking at the way that a, a successful organization is going to run, you've got to have some small amount of centralized, uh, not control, but centralized function. Um, there's got to be someone you know, at that level that's paying attention to those things that can help coordinate effort or else you're going to step all over each other. So the, the right answer is to have a starfish and a little spider. Mostly starfish, just a teeny bit of spider. that's, that's the, the hybrid model that works. And so when we started putting just enough structure around this thing to make it work so we could have a foundation so that we could raise money so that we could give gifts you know, and, and, and uh, grants you know to guys make an impact and you know so that we could fly people to expand the nation and you know go to, to distant lands and so forth, right So as we started structuring around that, they were like, you know what we need? We need a president of F3 nation. And yet again, it was like, well, what would that guy do? heck if we know, like go organize the nation, go make it happen. Right. So really the, the, the first couple of years of doing this was trying to figure out what is the best way to be proximate to every man. Right. And I can't do that. And so of course, you know, there's too many people. Right. So, and one small team can't do that. And so we started figuring out how do we divide up the nation? How do we figure, you know, where guys are, where they're going, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, long story short is the first couple of years really were just organization, like trying to figure out how do we build a structure that will accommodate the growth that we see. And so we, we've been pretty successful at doing that. Um, and, uh, and now, uh, once, once that was kind of in place and I've got, I mean, you know, I, we hear them every week on the 43, right. I mean, just amazing men that, that helped lead this nation. Um, now I sit back a lot and I worry about things like culture i still I still worry about that a lot I worry about you know the the faces of men's lives and what they're living at you know how they're trying to discover purpose and how you know what are the what are the challenges that they're facing individually and then how do we build structure to make room for those local leaders to be able to reach out and to serve those needs of those men so uh, that's what I spend most of my time doing now is thinking a lot about I mean, there's a fair amount too of the, you know, the sort of administrative stuff, like, hey, guess what? I don't know if people have noticed recently, but we've begun to run ads on the podcasts, right? So figuring that out and figuring out how do we do that because it's just a, a huge amount of money that was just sort of left on the table that is, you know, doesn't cost us anything, doesn't cost the packs anything. You can skip them if you want. Don't tell anybody, right? You know, like, but it provides us, you know, potential revenue so that we can continue to further the mission. Right, that's the thing that I love the most about this is the fact that since it's all volunteer, you know, pretty much entirely from top to bottom, like every dollar for the most part goes right back to the mission. You know, there's no administrative runoff to speak of. You know, I'm not getting rich. I don't. I can't make my boat payment. I don't have a boat, um, but uh, you know, whatever it is, right? Uh, I'm not living on the backs of the F three men. So this is just another way to provide. So I worry about stuff like that. How do we support the nation? How do we sustain? you know, our growth. And then how do we meet the needs of, of every individual man? Because I talked about it in the board meeting just this past week. Uh, when I go downrange, I'm not worried about, I mean, I'll have meetings with guys, of course. We'll have big convergence and we'll have a lot of fun and we'll name some guys, some idiot names and, and we'll act like a bunch of jackasses and it'll be hilarious fun. And, and that's great. And I love that. I mean, there's a few things that I enjoy more uh, than being with the men and doing that kind of stuff. But when it comes down to it, I'm trying my best to be there for that one guy, whoever that one guy is, right. There's that one guy that needs someone to pour into. There's that one guy that needs just that little extra bit of encouragement, so that he'll reach out to the guys that are proximate to him, so that he'll overcome those self-limiting beliefs, so that he'll uncover his purpose and he'll be an unlocked man. That that's what I'm going downrange for every single time, and um, and so far so good, right? But that's so as a president, that's that's my job in uh, uh, the the long version, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, and, and I appreciate you kind of delving into that. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if anyone really knew exactly what it was that you, you know, the, the defined definition of the role. I mean, obviously, we had a concept. and and. Guess they just and think I'm like the big
0: cheerleader. It. They just think I'm a guy that gets, you know, uh, thrown in ice baths, and, you know, like the... Yeah. Like the- you know, I'm like the, not the mascot, because that's, a, we don't like that term in F3, but you get the idea. The no, guy with I the big it. head who parties. That's right. Yeah, gets that's right. The, the
2: one we put out in front to to kind of yeah. There's a attract attention.
0: <laughs> yeah. A little more well, than that, but that that is a fair amount of it.
2: Well, I appreciate your service, man. And I know the guys around the country enjoy uh, getting to spend time with you. Uh, we take it for granted here. Um, almost uh, the opposite effect by the way that I'm treated like, Oh gosh, here comes Frank. (laughs) No, 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 but that's great, man. I appreciate your service. And you know, you kind of alluded to the foundation. You alluded to the fact that we're we're trying to give back to our communities and we do that. And some of that ability for us to do that is to raise funds. And we're currently doing the accelerate, uh, campaign right now, uh, getting funds in and, uh, uh, you know, trying to, to A, give men an opportunity to give back, but more importantly, raise these funds so that we can utilize them to make that community impact, to let other people know about F3 and then certainly make, uh, you know, an impact on the communities overall. But speaking of the Accelerate Challenge, <laughs> the <laughs> men of F3 have rallied. They have oh shown gosh, their generosity mean... and they have – accomplished some great goals one which unlocked some amazing benefits for f3 which is a hundred thousand dollar donation yes which we're, we're super could be grateful, more grateful for. for that absolutely but the other thing was we got to see you get shoved out of an airplane so uh if you wouldn't Not mind my maybe, yeah <laughs> so so recap that a little bit uh when, when we're talking about health and wellness one of the things we talk about oh is risk God. mitigation and jumping out of yeah. an airplane sometimes doesn't fit the bill. So, help us understand uh, how you got talked into that. And more importantly, uh, recap it for us a little bit about that experience.
0: All right, I will do so. So, check this out. So, last year we were behind the eight ball and we had just seen kind of an anemic first couple of weeks in terms of donations. And so, Scratch and Win, our executive director, you know, the foundation, uh, who's an absolute high impact man. Um, and it's just been such a service and, and an asset to, uh, to F3, but, um, he was like, what are we going to do? And I said, okay, I got an idea because at the time there were a couple of guys who were really into this ice bath deal, you know? And so it was like, oh, okay. I said, how about this? If we meet a certain number of donors, there was a group of, uh, of F3 enthusiasts, uh, you know, anonymous ones who were like, Hey, look, if you can hit this number of donors, we'll donate, you know, X dollars And at the time it was, if you can hit 550 donors, uh, then we will donate fifty five thousand dollars, and we were like, "Holy crap, that's a, that's awesome!" All right, how do we get guys to do that? And so I said, "Look, how about this? If they donate a certain amount, I'll I'll jump, you know, because we were doing this ice bath deal. I was like, I'll jump in the ice bath, and and I'll stay there. And the, my thought was, for however many guys donated, actually, I guess it was an amount. I was like, however much they donated, it was like every every ten dollars or something. I'd stay in there another minute or something. I can't remember what I came up with." And then, as it turns out, like as this thing was climbing to hours, I was like, "Uh, I feel like I have failed to think this through very well." Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. So we managed to get it down and and you know put it in a more reasonable way. But then, so that worked and that was great. And so this year starts rolling around and Scratching one's Like, all right, so what's the challenge for this year? And I was like, "How about no challenge? How about not doing that? How about, uh, you know, why can't we just have guys give? And why do I have to be involved? <laughs> why do I have to be involved?" and he was like no we got to do something bigger than last year blah 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 i was like what do you want to throw me out of a plane or something and then that was it it was over Wow. he grabbed onto that and he was like that's what we're doing and i was like "No, no, no 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 you don't understand what sarcasm sounds like you know like you don't you, you're not picking up on what i'm laying down here or not laying down and so he kind of grabbed onto that and i was like we're not like seriously we're not doing that and then pretty soon he had arranged the whole thing and i was getting a lot of pressure from some outside guys and i was like you here's the thing like Ice bath, fine. Not a real high risk of death. And uh, plane jump has never, ever, ever. Like Some guys are like, oh, it's on my bucket list. I'd love to do that someday. That's like my bucket list to not do that. Like, that, it makes absolutely no sense to me. It's a terrifying prospect. Everything about it sounds stupid. Uh, Yeah, there's just no way. And I was like, that's not happening. I'm not doing it. And then it was like, well, you know, this shadowy group, this, you know, anonymous group of ethnic enthusiasts. If if we hit, you know, if we can get a thousand donors, they'll donate a hundred thousand dollars. And I was like, ah, crap, that's a lot of money. And we could really use that in terms of giving back to the nation, giving back to the men and, you know, awarding grants and furthering the mission and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I have to jump out of a plane, don't I? And of course, you know, Scratch is super excited. He's like, yeah, let's do it. You know, I'll go with you, blah, blah, blah. Right. So and then he kind of halfbacks out. and Anyway, it's a long story, but uh, as as you have seen, uh, we met the goal and I was, uh, I jokingly say thrown forcefully, but I was strapped to a dude um, that uh, let's just say that my discretion was not uh, a part of the equation. <laughs> like, he, he was going out of that plane and I was strapped to him. And that was just the way it was. <laughs> and so you're going up, man, and they open that door on the side and the wind rushes in and you're feeling these ice crystals hit you in the face. And I was like, Everything about this is terrible. What in the heck am I doing? Why? Why have I decided that this was even vaguely a good idea? And really, uh, to be very candid, it was almost like getting in the plane was okay. You know, going up, I wasn't too freaked out. They, whoop, you know, they whipped that door open. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. You know, <laughs> this just got really real. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, and this guy's strapped to me and he's like, all right, let's move. And he's shoving me forward. And I was like, (laughs) Oh crap. And that whole part from sitting down on the, on the little bench in the plane to exiting the door uh, is a little bit of a blur. I don't, I, I, you know, I didn't do a whole lot of decisioning there. And then once we were out, I mean, Bones, I'll tell you, it's, it is almost, I mean, it was like overwhelming. Like it it was like unprocessable what, what I was doing. I was like, my brain was like, we have committed to never do these kinds <laughs> of things. And my body was like, we're falling through the air, you know? Like, <laughs> just, wow. So it was a, it was bizarre. It was absolutely wild. And then, you know, the little, what was amazing to me was the, the videographer gal who was, who was live with us there. Uh, you know, she, they, they just steer like it's, they're steering a car, you know, it doesn't bother them a bit. They're flying all over the place and, you know, like crazy. And, and, uh, and then we hit this cloud and, you know, he pulls a chute and she just disappears into the cloud. And I was like, I don't, I don't, don't want to die. Like she's going to die. You know, <laughs> of course she's fine, you know? Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, um, I uh, would I repeat it? I don't know. Um, but it was exhilarating. It was definitely exhilarating. I would say it's, it's not something I need to do again. Um, yeah. But it was, it was thrilling. That's for sure. I, I'm I would sure not it put was... that on the, the board of, things for, to do for wellness. That's not, no, a, it's that's definitely not, <laughs> not
2: having said that, uh, you know, I would, it's not a bucket list, but it's certainly something I've, I've considered and certainly something, yeah. a, an experience that I would appreciate having, I think. And so, I don't know, maybe I'll look into it myself as far as, um, you know, falling through the air. I mean, you feel, I mean, is it tough to breathe? I mean, do you feel like you're just, the winds hitting no, your face so it's, fast? It's,
0: it was perfectly fine to breathe. People forget to breathe. Apparently, okay. that was something that they, they said like don't forget to breathe. And I was like, I'll be screaming. I don't think there's going to be any problem <laughs> <you> know, like <laughs> breathing. But um, yeah, and, and it turned out yeah, there was no no problem uh, okay. breathing. There was no like you you have these little uh, goggles on that keep your eyes from you know sure. pushing back to, out of your skull backwards. But um, but uh, it was it was absolutely um, like I said I don't need to do it again. But it was thrilling. It Got was really, you're just falling and you just see it. And, and it, again, it's really tough to kind of wrap your mind around what you're doing. As you see the ground, you mm-hmm. know, the clouds, it's like approaching you and you're like, huh. Now, once he pulled the shoot though, I will say, yeah. and you're just kind of floating gently. That was amazing because, you know, like he just turned a little bit and he's like, okay, look off over there. That's Charlotte you know, cause we're down in, in Chester doing this. <clears throat> and I said, so, okay, I look over there. That's, you know, this mountain and that's the, you know, there's crowders, there's Kings mountain. And you, and you kind of just turn around you have this, you know, we jumped from 14,000. Wow. Uh, yeah. Which is apparently way up there. I didn't realize that. In fact, when I told dread afterward, cause he was like, did you live? <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> and hilariously, I kind of forgot to get back to him until like that evening. and It was like, I was a little worried, you know, <laughs> but uh, I was waiting to hear reports. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So I, uh but I said, "Yeah, we jumped from 14,000. He was like, "Holy crap!" I was like, "I mean, you jumped out of lots of planes." He was like, "Never from more than like twenty five hundred feet." Oh wow! I guess yeah. When in the army, you don't jump from very high, in the, the things right. you know because you're yeah, doing it for they're trying, a they're trying to get
2: on the ground as quickly yeah. as possible to right. To yeah, you're not doing it for a
0: thrill. Yeah, yeah. they're jumping wow. from that yeah. high. like, oh, that's crazy.
2: Well, you jump. Yeah, you jumped the gun with that comment because I, that, that was going to be my question: was how grateful in the back of your mind did you feel when you felt that shoot open and your body stopped accelerating and you yes. noticed like okay we survived that part
0: yeah I, I and, and as soon as you know everything slows down you can hear gotcha you know i, I mean because i was screaming when we were falling free fall i was sh- i know i was yelling at the top of my lungs and i couldn't even hear myself yeah like that's how loud that that air was you know rushing by but then once once he pulled the shoe, like I could talk to the guy behind me, you know, the yeah. my uh, jump buddy, and um and it was great, and we just had a little conversation. He lets you, you know, let you steer the the parachute a little bit, you know, and uh and then I was a little worried with my knees, you know, because I oh that's right last year, I was a little worried about landing. Yeah, and I was like, you know, how's this gonna go? And you just lift your feet up. I I tell you, he he laid me down on the ground more gently than I sit down on the crapper. Like it was like, just like yeah. Ping, you know, it was nice. nothing. So it was, it was great. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Well, and, good. You know, and then reflecting back, you're like, all right, that was fun. But going in, you're like, this is a terrible idea.
2: Right. right? Yeah. A lot of times, hindsight is always nice to reflect
0: on. But right. you know, it's like a lot of sea Like, is like a lot going C-Sops. in. Like, this is a terrible idea. And then afterward, you're like, hey, it wasn't so bad. I liked it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, you yeah. accomplish it, and it's a, that yeah. sense of accomplishment, and you know, that's kind of what we do with our lives and health journey is one of those that we kind of constantly try to improve upon, at least if we're trying to accelerate all that. 100%. Well, let's do this. Let's, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about some sure. health. Let's talk about, you know, some of your journey. You, you alluded to at the beginning of the podcast, a little bit about some of the trending you were going in with your current health before F3 yeah. and some of the things you were struggling with. Um, but before we kind of dive into some details, um, just how old are you currently, what's your current weight and, and kind of, you know, where you are physically now so that guys can kind of picture that if they've ever met you as we talk sure. about some of these things.
0: Yeah, uh, I am 4'8", I'm 375 pounds. No, I'm just... <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, that he looks thinner on camera. Um, no, so uh, I'm 5'10". Uh, and I'm allowed to say that out loud now. My wife is five eleven, and she used to make me say five eleven uh, because she didn't want me to be taller than me. But she's over that now after twenty-something years. So, sure. uh, yeah. So I'm five ten. Uh, I'm right smack at this morning. I was about. I was right at two hundred pounds, uh, and um, I am forty-seven. Uh, I'll be forty-seven 48 in April. So, you
2: know. father of three girls. Indeed.
0: Right? Yep. Okay,
2: one in college and little... two in high school, or. Uh, one's a junior youngest? and one's a
0: seven, uh, seventh grader
2: oh seventh grader
0: gotcha yeah so seventh grader a junior and and one in college
2: gotcha so the only testosterone around the house uh,
0: is, is is you what meager amount i can scrape yeah. up of my own
2: of course i love it i uh, will good yeah. for you even more we more had a boy turtle
0: that. for a while but then there it, you, you know,
2: go so, so you last. had to get rid of him you had to black yeah. tahoe him out of there. that's right because all right well uh 47 uh do you feel like you're in you know, great shape, you feel like in your good shape, or, where would you put yourself on that spectrum? It's a,
0: yeah, you know, that's a tough question because sometimes it's tempting, uh, and I don't know if this is the case for other guys, it's very tempting to compare yourself to other men and decide, sure. uh, well, you know, maybe I'm not in that great shape. So when I'm, you know, I'm banging out reps next to the 25 and 30-year-old guys, sometimes I feel like, or, you know, when I'm running uh, a little slower than they are, sometimes I feel like maybe I'm not in the best shape of my, you know, I could be. Uh, and of course, there's always room for improvement. But I would dare say, for a, a guy who's forty-seven, uh, I don't know what my my you know body fat percentage is. I don't I don't know because that's not one of the things I, I track. I track you know my weight and my fupa, but I don't I don't track my um, my body fat. But uh, I, I know that I'm I got a little more on there than I probably should. You know I could probably use a good you know lo- lose a good five pounds or so and and not be too sad about it. Um, but uh, I would say that from a health standpoint, overall health. Uh, and part of it is because I have this amazing chiropractor. Wink, that's wink. Right. Um, that's right. <laughs> uh, regular adjustment has really improved my life. Um, actually, right. I think it has. But I think it, I, I and that, and that's not a joke. But I, I truly find that to be a um, a very critical part of my personal maintenance. Um, it has made a huge difference um, in uh, in in what I just feeling well, you know. Uh, if that makes sense, uh, I had some hip issues and some things that were just, I mean, I, you remember, I, you know, I came in, I was like, man, my left hip's always tight. It always hurts. I don't know what to do. I stretch it. I roll it. I don't know. And, um, you know, after, after a few months now, I'm kind of, you know, being adjusted pretty regular anyway, it's it made a huge difference. Uh, and I think it's helped my knees too, actually. Um, yeah, because well, uh, we
2: talked about alignment and how, pelvis, yeah. you know, can dictate right. the strain on the knee based on the feet and you know, right. uh, the feet are, are something we looked at as well to kind of balance those yeah, out. Because my feet for you. were
0: were as flat as flat can be. That's uh, right. So putting putting some proper support and stuff underneath there has has also made a huge difference. So anyhow, uh, all that to say, I can't remember what the question was, but well, um, I was just gonna. Um, ask but I think, how, I'm in, I think I'm in the best health of my life. Wellness, yeah, health. Okay, I would say I, I feel my overall health and wellness is as good as it's ever been. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. And, and, and partially that partially that's, you know, the things that I do to maintain like posting and, you know, yeah. seeing, seeing a chiropractor and all those kinds of things. But also, I think some of it's just in, in the choices that I make, you know, even when I was maybe theoretically, you know, a little faster, a little stronger, uh, you know, pound for pound when I was in high school or something, maybe, you know, wrestling and all that. Um, but I made terrible choices, you know, terrible health choices, you know, like the crap that I would eat, the other stuff that you'd be involved in, you know, how kids are, um, <laughs> you know, that, that kind of stuff. I was—I uh, don't admit this very often because of my faith, and it's embarrassing because you don't want to be like, well, I didn't follow my faith all the time, right? But I was a smoker in, in high school and early college, you know, uh, I was terrible. You know, you make terrible choices, sure. terrible, terrible choices, right? <clears throat> so I would say I feel like from an overall perspective, I'm as healthy as I've ever been.
2: That's great. Well, it is about, you know, putting all the pieces together, because I think a lot of times, you know, we concentrate on one yep. aspect of health and we accelerate in that, but we ignore the other things that contribute to that overall wellness. And it sounds like mm-hmm. as you've gotten older, gotten wiser and and realized the complexity and, and all the pieces that have to be put together, that you're willing to address all of them and not just concentrate on one thing and, and one number. Oh, yeah. Well, you Indeed. mentioned being 200 pounds because of weighing yourself. You mentioned tracking a few numbers. Uh, speak to that a little bit. What specifically do you track on a consistent basis and why and how has that helped you?
0: Yeah, I would say that um, I am a fat kid waiting to happen. Um, and uh, I wasn't always like that when I was younger. I could eat anything I wanted. I could do whatever I wanted. I was always a skinny and small kid, uh, which Dred still refuses to believe, but it is true. Um, that, uh, I mean, I was scrawny. I didn't break a hundred pounds until I think my sophomore year of high school. Oh, I, mean, wow. I was just a tiny little guy. Yeah. I was very short, uh, a little bit of a late bloomer. Um, and uh, you know, like it, I was, I was small, you know, I was small. And the only reason I know that is because I wrestled. Right. And so I wrestled 85 pounds in middle school and I was up to like, I think the one Oh three, uh you know by the time of my end of my freshman year kind of thing you know, I was finally oh hey, I am you know breaking into the big leagues you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right you know now I'm like a you know super heavyweight or something you know like a, that I would be but um but yeah so you know I was always kind of a smaller kid and so uh the the c- could I be thinner yeah of course right but uh there was a question you asked though in there that I'm now forgetting what I. So what are saying. you
2: tracking we'll on a daily out. basis? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah tracking.
0: Right, right. So yeah. So I. So being a fat kid waiting to happen. Part of what was important to me was, you know, I went from my height of weight. I was right around 250, um, eh, 245. So I was somewhere in that neighborhood. I asked my doctor once, and I was like, "How fat was I? You know, <laughs> let's go look." So you know, and uh, and now you know being being around 200, I've gotten down to like 190, 193 before. Uh, and I just felt too like I felt like it was so much work to maintain that that it wasn't worth you know like the juice wasn't worth the squeeze. Was I a little sure. faster? Maybe you know could I do a couple more pull ups a little more easily? Yeah, probably. But like was it was it worth the you know just constant vigilance and just torturing myself you know to get there? No, it wasn't. And that's the thing. Like uh, let's anybody who's seen me knows that I'm not really going to win any kind of Mister Olympia anytime soon, right? That's not really what I'm shooting for you know, I'm shooting for functional fitness. I want to look good. I want to feel good. Uh, so I track my weight every day. Um, and some people say you're not supposed to do that. I don't care about those people. Uh, but I track my weight every day and I track my FUPA and that's just you know, in the Western relationship with dread. That's just where it started. It was like, Hey, these are the two things you're going to measure. Uh, they're objective measures. You know, one kind of tells me, you know, maybe how much muscle you're gaining, but you know, like if you get up around 205, and, and your your fupa is still low then we go oh, that's probably muscle you know, so define you get around, oh sorry sure uh that is your fattest under pectoral area uh and so basically it's your waistline right kind of right, right around your belly button you know whatever that wherever your love handles poke out the furthest that's that's where you're <laughs> so you take a <laughs> measuring
2: tape and yep. wrap it around your body gotcha yep
0: i bought one of those special you know uh, body, you know, circumference, whatever tapes off of Amazon for like eight bucks or whatever it was. And so every morning, you know, we, we pop it out and, and so I run, uh, my food was probably a little higher than I'd like it right now. Um, but, uh, my weight is, is pretty good. You know, I, I had, uh, after, after surgery, uh, uh and stuff like that, I had gotten back up to about two fifteen again, um, kind of crept up there. Um, just cause that was, you know, can't move as much, and and I was maybe feeling sorry for myself because that's my big problem. Bones is, uh, if I start feeling in my baby feelings, you know, watch out Oreos. You know, yeah, no, I hear <laughs> like, you. Like they're they're getting punished, you know. So I have to be really smart about that.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's important to have accountability, and everyone needs different uh, metrics and and ways of doing that in their life. Uh, and so, yeah. if you found something that works for you, man. Then, then go for it. And uh, it, those it has been, th- yeah,
0: that's been the thing. That's been the thing. Cause I can watch the graph and I can, sure. you know, and, and for a long time there I was, and we've kind of gotten off that habit, but uh, I would text that every day sure. to, you know, to be accountable for it. Yeah. Um, and say, that's
2: where, that's really that next step, right? Because it's one thing yeah. for you to secretly know what it is. It's another thing for another man to, to hold you accountable to what your goals were and what you're trying yeah. to accomplish. And so, yeah,
0: yeah. well, good. Embarrassingly man. said that. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's made a big difference for me. And and got for a it. while there, I tracked food, you know, when I was really trying to yeah. be serious okay. about, about losing weight, I would track calories and track my food um, and, uh, and, you know, pay attention to that. And that was, you know, that's how I got down to 193. But it was also like, how much work am I doing, you know, for what exactly I'm functionally fit. I would say that most guys my age, my size, um, with or without knee surgery, uh, I, I can I can hang with them pretty pretty solidly.
2: Yeah. So, what is your strategy with posting in the glute? I mean, how many days are you doing it, and what are you kind of looking for when you go to post as far as style of workout?
0: Yeah, I, I've well, and you know, I've done it all, right? So, I've I have rucked a ton. Um, that is, I think, unfortunately, sadly, uh, is kind of off, off the table a little bit with my knees now. Um, if I want these things to be, you know, the, the 20 year replacements, you know, <laughs> so just, pack, just you lighter,
2: right. You just need lighter weight now. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's it. Maybe I'll just, you know, with an empty backpack, I'll walk around, but, um, no, but carrying heavy stuff over long distance, uh, will put some wear and tear on there. And I had, uh, uh, for packs, I don't know, I had both my knees replaced last year, uh, because of just bad genetics, you know, super bad arthritis and, and bone wear and stuff down there. So it was, they were becoming non-functional. So I had to do something, but, um, so yeah, rucking, I've done rucking. I've done, you know, I do kettlebells sometimes I've, I've done, uh, you know, the, the Metro shore card workouts where it's like, you carry an inordinate number of heavy, stupid things, you know, over distance and stuff. So I've done a lot of stuff and, and I've, I've run a fair amount. I've never been much of a runner, so I do not enjoy that, but you know, we've trained and done a lot of those relays and stuff together. So I've, mm-hmm. I've trained some in running and all. So generally now, uh, I think I started my F3 career with a lot to prove to myself, you know, I don't, I don't feel I need to prove much anymore to myself or anyone else. So, I'm kind of just, I'm like 47, you know, almost 48 here in a few months. And, and I'm looking at how do I be smart so that I can continue this level yeah. of fitness. Like if this was all I was able to do for the rest of my life, this would be pretty fantastic. You know, so I'm trying to figure sure. out how to maintain this level. So I'm not going too crazy. I'm not going, you know, um, too far over the edge and, and doing a lot of stupid, crazy, heavy things. But so I, I seek boot camps out. I usually do. Uh, I, I, plan for five days a week, usually end up at four. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just need a rest day in there somewhere usually. So it's usually four or five days, depending on the week, um, that I'll, I'll post. And and I just go to boot camps uh, almost exclusively, uh, every once in a while, I'll throw a kettlebell in there. I, I feel like I would like to do more strength stuff, um, mm-hmm. uh, on occasion, uh, cause I know that, you know, building that muscle, uh, can be super helpful, um, to, well, to a lot of things, but, um. But yeah, so that's that's pretty much where I'm at right now. Is it's, it's a lot of boot camp. I try and pick a little bit more intense boot camp. Um, you know, I try and hit hit sort of that three four mile mark, and you know, and and make sure I got lots of reps of of good body weight stuff in there. Um, sure. You know what I do. You're there most of the time. Well, I, I get to see you out there, but <laughs> yeah. the, the purpose yeah. of this no, conversation is yeah. to help other people. Oh, yeah, for them. You. Are yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you
2: and I. I mean, yeah, so that's, I know a lot. So I go so, to where Bones
0: goes because if nah, you've never seen Bones in person, good heavens, you should emulate.
2: Oh, I don't know about that. So speaking of that, getting up, uh, taking that daily red pill, what is that motivating factor for you to kind of keep doing that on a consistent basis? Is there anything specifically that you want to speak at?
0: Yeah. Thankfully now it's, it's a lot of habit, you know, like I just know if I miss a few days, I'm going to feel like garbage. So I, I pushed myself to go, Hey, don't feel like garbage, you know, in a couple mm-hmm. of days, a lot of it too, for me now is uh, in fact, I was just having a conversation this morning with blade uh, about it. And I said, you know, uh, once you know your purpose, getting out of bed, pretty easy. Yeah. Once you know your purpose, getting out of bed, it's pretty easy because no matter where you go, you know why you're there. Yeah. Right? So I go, Partially to stay in shape. Absolutely. But a lot to run into guys because my my purpose on earth bones is to inspire men to overcome their self-limiting beliefs in order to discover their personal purpose. Like Perfect. That's, that is my job. And so that's, that's a lot of what motivates me to, to get up and get out there because I got to be where the people are.
2: Yeah. And so, I mean, if, if you're somebody out there that's struggling with that consistency, like Helmut just said, find that purpose, find that reason to go. And, and I know for yep. me, it is about connection of those other guys. It's not about my personal workout. That doesn't motivate me to go because I can do that anywhere. I can do that on my own, but it's really that connection with other guys and, and, and being out there and whatever that looks like for you specifically, you know, yeah. to, you know, dive into that. Well, for sure. Pax, um Helmut and I, of course, could talk forever uh to each it's other. True. And we and, and and we can share lots and lots. But uh Helmet has a corporate job again and so he has a heart. Oh stop, my gosh. Unfortunately, it's... this morning, uh to 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 stop and uh we're it's gonna true. we're gonna start wrapping this thing up. But uh
0: they're harshing my mellow bones.
2: That I hear you, brother. Well, let's do this <laughs> then. Um as 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 a long time listener, first-time guest of the Hunt for Wellness Podcast, you know that we Indeed. typically ask a few questions to end our show and the first is this yes um, what are three tips that you would give someone our sound clown specifically uh, to get them moving on their hunt for wellness
0: mm. uh, yes and I it's funny because as I knew that we were gonna be on here I had thought about these some knowing these questions were coming so I think tip number one for me is uh, get a good why get a good why and not why why right?
1: Uh, good call. Yes,
0: W H Y? An answer to the question why? <laughs> yes, get a good why. That's uh, and and part of your problem is you don't have one, and, and you're not going to find one laying in bed. So it, it's like you got to get a good why in order to maintain consistency. But in order to get that why, you got to get your butt up. So in search of your why, get up and get after it. Right. That's that's number one. Number two is is quit trying to do it by yourself. You're not that special, bro. You're not stronger than 99.999% of the world. You're not David Goggins. You're not just magically motivated somehow to run until your legs fall off or whatever. You know, like that's not you. I don't know how to break it to you, and I'm sorry if you thought that was you because you've been listening to him. You know, early in the morning, going, you know, get out of your poopy pants and get out, you know, whatever. Right? That's not you, right? Motivation is baloney. Motivation is baloney. Discipline is important, but you're not David Goggins, so you can't do it by yourself your discipline is going to come from other men. It, it just is, especially at first, There's, a period. Uh, and and someone's going to call me on that and tell me I'm a liar and fine. But again, 99.999% of the time, that's the fact. And then and I think the third tip that I would give is uh, <clears throat> you only need about seven seconds of guts a day, cumulative, cumulative. You need seven seconds of guts over the whole day. And, they, the, and when, I, when I say that, what I mean is when you're faced with that decision, as an example, here's what I've been having to do lately to keep myself from eating myself into a coma, right? I look and I, because there's food, it's Thanksgiving, you know, there's food yep. freaking everywhere. All my daughters love to bake. Thank you for nothing, ladies, right? But I have to look at food and I have to legitimately say out loud to myself, am I hungry or am I just about to eat? And usually the answer is, I'm just about to eat, you know? And so, but it only takes that that millisecond right then, you know, uh, to have the guts to say, I'm not going to do that right now, right? When the alarm goes off, it takes a millisecond of guts to say, I know I'm tired, but I'm going to put my feet on the floor anyway, right? Because once your feet are on the floor, uh, you know, momentum's moving the right way. It's not that bad. So you only need about seven seconds of guts. So those, those are the three things I would say.
2: I appreciate it, man. Those are great Uh, tips and packs, grab onto those and and run with them. So Frank, one last question for you, but before I ask it, once again, thank you again for joining the show today. Thank you for being a personal friend and someone that I can count on in my daily discipline and, and in my F3 experience. And then more importantly, Thank Same. you for what you do for the nation and 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 what you pour into this organization that you and I both love and, and the listeners of this show absolutely appreciate. So once again, man, uh, thank sure you try, from man. all of us uh, to do all that. And uh, my final question, and and I'm assuming, so two, one is, and, and you can answer it back to back. One is best way to contact you if, uh, if a man wants
0: to reach out to you And then follow
2: that up with what is your definition of wellness?
0: You can find me on Twitter at dark helmet F3 at dark helmet F3. You can email me dark helmet at F3 nation.com or I'm super active in the F3 uh, nation slack. Uh, You can find me anytime, anywhere. Um, And I, I always try my best to answer everybody. Um, No matter what it is, I mean, it may, it may take me a day or two (laughs) because there's a lot, but uh, but I always answer, so don't don't hesitate to reach out because I'll get back for sure. Um, <clears throat> even if it's just to say, uh, let me think about that, and I'll get back to you because uh, you wrote a lot there, buddy. Um, <clears throat> so however it works. But and then and as far as what does wellness mean um, to me, it means striving to look like bones. <clears throat> if you can look like bones, then you don't know. Um, I think it's a sense of well being. When I, when I think of wellness, I think it is it is. You know, The best word I can think of to describe it, I think, would be harmony. I think that's the word I'll use. It would be harmony between your physical self, your mental self, your emotional self. It is that state of, of contentment and harmony between those things. Uh, and I feel like right now, uh, for myself, uh, because of men like you and the men that I get associate with and, and the things that I've learned and, and that sort of thing, I feel like uh, I'm, I'm about as well as I've maybe ever been.
2: Thanks for listening to the Hunt for Wellness podcast. Please rate and review our show and be sure to share it with your F3 brothers. As always, we are looking for inspiring stories to share and health experts to interview. So if that's you, please reach out to me at bones at huntforwellness.com, on the nation Slack at Bones, or Twitter at HFW Podcast. And until next time, this has been Bones guiding the packs of F3 Nation on their hunt for wellness.